What's the crack, comrades? Welcome back to Sam and Casey's Movie Club. I'm Casey. And I am Sam. And it's so nice to be back after no time at all. <laughs> we have not been gone for like almost half a year. No, we haven't. So what are we talking yes. about today, Sam? So for this episode, I, for some reason, desi- decided that we should do a deep dive into the Bring It On series. Yes. So... Many of you will be familiar with the iconic teen movie, Bring It On. Mm-hmm. However, most of you have perhaps not watched all seven movies <laughs> in the series. For but very I good reason. Um, <laughs> so the main question I did want to ask you before we start talking about anything, mm-hmm. which is your favorite Bring It On movie? Mm, you know... I mean, I feel like if I say it's the first one, that's a very boring answer. But, like, it is the best one, objectively. Interesting. Interesting. Fair point. Why? Is yours is yours different? I think the second one is my favorite movie of all of them. The second one? Yes. Bring really? it on again. I think is, honestly, I don't know what happened when I watched that movie. I had the time of my life. <laughs> I just think it's great. That is a... F- that's I think, a fascinating answer. I think the first one is a better movie. I just think my favorite movie is the second one. Okay. Did you watch all of them in the end? I did watch all of them in the end. Unfortunately okay, for good. me. It's, it's worth it. It's a, good, it's a good use of your time. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, we will be doing a, a ranking, <laughs> or both of our official rankings at the end, I think. But first, let's go through them one by one. Sure. So, Bring It On is a movie from the year 2000. It is written by Jessica Bendinger, and it is directed by Peyton Reed. Long-time listeners of our podcast may remember <laughs> that Peyton Reed also directed Down With Love, which we did an episode on, so already we are making connections. Uh, this movie stars Kirsten Dunst, Eliza Dushku, and, some, and Gabriel Union, and some other people. Uh, so what is it? what is it about? Are we going to go through what all of each of seven of those movies are about? Um, perhaps. We'll definitely, we have to do the first one. <laughs> okay. Um, this first one is about a cheerleading team called the Taurus, who, um, Torrin Shipman is, is she like the leader or is Big Red still head cheerleader? Anyway, she's a cheerleader. So- Okay. <laughs> um, I was going to answer, but that's fine. <laughs> okay. I mean, you can answer. Big Red is still head cheerleader, so, isn't she? She, When we start, she is stepping down from her role as head cheerleader because she's graduated, but she has to do the official stepping down like ceremony and pass it on to the next person. Okay. But Torrance is like acting head cheerleader. Um, she loves cheerleading and there is a new girl who comes who um, shows up named Missy Pantone. And she uh, was a gymnast at her old school, um, but this new school has no gymnastics teams. So she decides instead to become a cheerleader. Um, And when she first walks in, everyone's like, wow, this girl has like dark hair. Of course she can't be a cheerleader. She's not even blonde. (laughs) (laughs) So they... Um, they don't think she's shit and then she like does all these flips and stuff and then she joins the team Um, well importantly she's also like there's a moment where she's also like no I don't want to join because cheerleading is stupid but then she does I mean she she 
tried out. So she's been ridiculous. She, <laughs> she is too good for cheerleading, but she is now a cheerleader. Um, and at, I think it's at one of the competitions or when they first start practicing, uh, she realizes that um, the Toros were stealing cheers from a team that she used to compete against at her, her old school called the Clovers, which are a black cheerleading uh, team. And I think they're, yeah, East Compton, whatever. Like, I don't know what any of these areas mean because I'm not from America, but they're from East Compton and <laughs> cheerleaders. And they're also a black cheerleading team. And then, um, so Missy is like, wow, you're stealing routines from a poor school. And Torrance is like, maybe we shouldn't do that. Um, but she, it's like too late to change the routine for their next competition. So in the end, she just, just they just decide to um, continue with the stolen thing. And then I think it's that competition or another one where Isis and the girls from the Compton cheerleading from the Clovers uh, show up to one of their games and like do their routine in front mm-hmm. of everyone. Uh, embarrassing them it's like wow everyone can see that you stole it um and then some other stuff happens there this is like we're working up to like the big nationals competition or whatever um the the clover storyline is that because they're a poor school they don't have enough money they've never competed in nationals because they've never had the money to um sign up uh, and I think because Torrance feels bad about stealing their dance moves, she offers like her dad to sponsor them because they're rich. Um, and the Clovers say no, but they do write into like a t- television competition and they end up winning the money for their uh, school. So they, in the end, do go to nationals and they compete against the Clovers and they end up winning and the Toros come second. They compete against the Toros they end up winning and the Toros come second but it's okay because they're all friends now they- mm-hmm. <laughs> yes uh yeah and then Kristen Dunst is like it feels like first and she's delighted to be second place blah, blah, yeah. blah. uh there's some other stuff also uh there there's a like a romance that there's no one cares about I personally care this is the romance that of all of them I cared probably one of the most about because I actually okay, liked like, him. Not saying much though. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I mean, still, it's my favorite one of the romances because I thought he was mm-hmm. cool. It's like your usual, like, I'm a bad boy because I play guitar, early 2000s stuff. It's great. I love it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. But also, like, obviously, Torrance and Mi- Missy are in love. And Torrance is, like, redirecting her desire onto <laughs> Missy's brother, as people have been known to do. Twin brother, which makes it creepy, it was, I are feel. Are they twins? <laughs> they are twins. <laughs> wow, that's, like, it'd be less obvious, Torrance. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sure that's it. Uh, yeah, Missy is also playing like the same character she plays in Buffy. It's Faith from Buffy is here. <laughs> it's the same person. Good. Uh which which I love. Uh I I personally I realize it's not like what you want as an actor, but I think it's fun when when they're typecast. <laughs> I think it's what some actors want. I think some actors mm. enjoy it. It's mm-hmm. it's a cool type of actor to be. 
Um, what else? There's also that moment where they decide to not steal routine, so then they hire this like knockoff Bob Fosse, who then turns out to be giving everybody the same routine. Blah blah blah. Uh, what else is there? I think that's it. That's that's the essential plot. Oh, she I did f- have a boyfriend before the. Oh the yeah, twin, yeah. And he's kind of like mm-hmm. evil, and who's always on. He was also on like the red side and was like, stealing routines is not that big a deal. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, he was not great. Yeah. So I'm glad uh, she cheated on him. <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> um, yes, so that's basically the plot. Uh, however, I feel like there's a lot more going on besides the plot. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your first impressions, first things to say about this movie? Had you watched this movie before growing up? Um, I might have, but I didn't remember anything about it. Mm. Uh, uh, I don't know. What are my first impressions? Cheerleading's cool. I would have loved to be a cheerleader. (laughs) I feel like if I was in American high school, I would definitely be one of those people who's like obsessed with the cheerleaders. Um, Mm -hmm. Very nerdy of me, but still. I don't know. I... I did not watch this growing up uh, or really hear much about it. Uh, so I watched it like quite recently, like I think a couple of years ago as an adult for the first time. And it's a testament to how good a movie it is. I think <laughs> that it like it holds up. You can watch it like 20 years later, not as a teenager and still have a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So, okay, things to talk about with this movie. <laughs> teen movies as a genre and the figure of the cheerleader (laughs) (laughs) um hmm, the figure of the cheerleader i think something that you know you notice in like the series in the bringing on series is something that people have pointed out before where the cheerleader is like a certain kind of popular girl but they're still nice and they're like the main character but throughout the series, the cheerleader turns, I mean, like the main character is still sometimes a cheerleader, but the like mean girl group is also a group of cheerleaders who are like being pretty as bad and stuff. Um, so I think that's an interesting, like, I think the figure of a cheerleader has kind of evolved through time to be like this thing that you might look up to, to just like a bitchy kind of character. Hmm. Yeah. One thing that I encountered during my research (laughs) cheerleaders are there's kind of always attention they're always seen as like both this aspirational figure this popular thing and this like interestingly to me this like pure mythical american feminine archetype but at the same time like a slut and an airhead and something you don't want to be and there's always they're always both of these things simultaneously Uh, what does Bring It On have to say about this? How does it subvert it? Um, Does it subvert it? I guess so. I mean, Mm. I think some of of the cheerleaders, because they're cheerleader movies, they can't just have one type of character. I mean, the movies are about cheerleaders. You have to have a lot of them and they can't all be the same character. So I guess some of them have to do, have to be like, smarter than others more empathetic than others and I think Mm -hmm. especially Torrance as a main character is very even though she is not like um if even if she doesn't know everything that's going on was kind of like kind of naive about big red stealing cheers from other teams 
she is like an empathetic person and did think it was wrong and eventually did do something about it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. One of the things that I, so I, I read like the MTV oral history of Bring It On or whatever. And one of the things they kept talking about in that was that they always, uh, they wanted to come from like a place of not making fun of these girls and like empathizing with them, liking them, um, mm. which I mean, in a way, it seems obvious, but people do make movies where they don't like the main characters. Uh, of course. <laughs> so I think that that helps this movie because I feel like if the whole thing was making fun of them, it would be exhausting. And there's definitely moments where it makes fun of them and, it, and moments where, like, these characters are, like, being silly or whatever. But you also can understand why cheerleading is so important to them. And, yeah, it's... Yes. So in the, I suppose in a way it subverts it by making them believable human beings, which is yeah. a low bar, but <laughs> one nonetheless. Um, going from that, because the, I think the, the idea of a cheerleader, as I understand it, although again, like I'm not American, what do I know? I, I, I haven't grown up with the idea of a cheerleader, although apparently there's cheerleading in Ireland. It does exist. Apparently, um, there's cheerleading everywhere if you yeah. take, bring it on worldwide. Seriously. Yes, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, anyway, yes, um, yes. Uh, so uh, one of the so from my understanding, the, a big idea of the cheerleader is like the cheerleader is the slush, and mm-hmm. so I think it's interesting the way Bring It On, the first movie, especially treats sexuality. Um, mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Does it treat sexuality in an interesting way? I don't remember. Um, so what's interesting to me about the way it treats sexuality is uh, when I was reading the oral history, they talk a lot about, and I'll get to this in a moment, whether or not this movie could be made today, as people love to talk about. Uh, and they talk about sexuality with regards to that. And they mention that the movie almost got an R rating because of a scene in which one of the, ma- like the male straight cheerleader, there's like one straight guy, um, who is like feeling up a cheerleader and he like fingers her um oh. and this apparently almost got them an r rating and from that they go on to talking about how sex uh, sexuality and how they want to portray teenagers as sexual beings because they are and it's interesting to me that like that gets lumped in with like just the idea of teens being sexual at all because i feel like that's not what the problem is with that <laughs> yeah i mean how else i mean i can't think of any other like something that I would notice about how sexuality was handled in the Bring It On movie that I would think was different to like other movies of that era so was it only just like that (laughs) scene that people mentioned well that scene was mentioned uh specifically because that's what almost got them an r rating and caused a lot of controversy blah 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 but like Mm -hmm. i said like they keep talking about it like oh it was too sexual like that's the problem i feel like that's not the only thing that's that's, like uh, like i i do agree with like a lot of teenagers are having sex thinking about sex talking about sex you want to portray that but like that's not that's not (laughs) why you quote unquote could not make this today which I mean okay could you make bring it on today I think well they couldn't make it in 2017 maybe (laughs) we'll see I think we absolutely could I don't think there's anything um like overtly like super super sexual about bring it on it's like it's cheerleaders it's 
mm-hmm. not big of a deal. I know there's like discussions about like sexualizing teenage girls and stuff, but things like Riverdale still get made. It's not like they've stopped doing it. Do they sexualize that... girls in Riverdale? They do sexualize <laughs> girls in Riverdale. I know like you can't like see like you just can't see when it happens, <laughs> like your screen goes blank, but they do in fact sexualize. I, see. I thought it was just Archie. <laughs> no, unfortunately. <laughs> not but yeah i think like stuff like that still happens so yeah they probably get away with making a bring it on movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but do they still make teen movies like bring it on is a different question oh, no yeah We've what's up with the that formula <laughs> we need to we need to go back and find it yeah no so i don't think that you could make bring it on nowadays <laughs> but probably not for that reason uh yeah. Another thing that I found so interesting from the old history related to, like, you could not make Bring It On nowadays is Peyton Reed talks about the use of the word fag in this movie and how he regrets it, which I think is interesting. Uh, Could they say fag nowadays and bring it on? (laughs) Probably not. No, I don't think they could. Probably not. And I feel like that's a loss. (laughs) Because... (laughs) Well, they can't. You just can't make camp movies anymore. It's no, <laughs> listen. He he like talks about it. There's like I think there's like two instances where it is used, and one of them is like the homophobic football players saying it, which like mm-hmm. you're not meant to agree with them in the moment. So I don't see what the problem is. Uh, right. And then the second pro and the second moment is when Missy is like, "Are you telling me you speak fag?" It's <laughs> like, "Oh, fluently." And I really don't think you could put that in nowadays because even no. though Missy is obviously gay, people would be like, "She can't say that." Um, <laughs> and yeah, that's the problem people have. With. It's uh-huh. such an iconic line. It would yeah. be such a loss. Um, so yes, that's that's my hot take. <laughs> um, okay. Mm-hmm. We should have an. I mean, I think it's time. Mm-hmm. What is the average like number of years between Bring It On movies? I think we're due another one. I think so. Uh, and Peyton Reed talked about the possibility of a like a proper sequel, a sequel with the characters from the first movie, like twenty years on, which could mm. be interesting. Um, mm. But yeah, I think they should make ten more Bring It On movies. Personally. <laughs> Anyway, okay, uh, sticking with the first movie, um, I think it's interesting the way they talk about, I have a note in my notes, the way they talk about like dieting, disordered eating, and fat shaming. Um, and in the first movie, this is like most obvious, at least to me, with the choreographer character. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Um, just on the dieting and fat shaming in general? Well, on the way, uh, on what Bring It On is saying about it, and what they're doing with it. Um, I mean, I don't. They're they're just like having like fat jokes in their movies. They're not mm-hmm. really doing anything with it. It's just like it's what you see in movies that were made back then. Because yeah, was, like, what was considered funny. And also, I think that's one thing that like really persisted throughout like all of the movies like mm. they never got rid of the fat jokes I think so and I think some of the movies are possibly trying to do something with it that like they're possibly even like trying to like say stop fat shaming but the most they get to is like stop fat shaming this particular person who isn't even fat yeah, yeah. like because yeah. there's never any actual fat people in these movies <laughs> yeah and it's still it's still brought up even when they're trying to do something about it, they, like, make sure to mention it consistently. Mm-hmm. 
I also, because this is from the year 2000, I was so fascinated by the uh, anxiety that existed around having a fat ass specifically, because that's such a, like... I think it's such a specifically white thing, because I remember even as a child being so confused. <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. <laughs> I was like, how could this possibly be a bad thing? But you do you, I guess. Fascinating time capsule. Um, <laughs> yes. What else do we have to say about the first one? Do you think it is a musical? No. Okay. What if it is, though? It's not. Is a dance movie a musical? I think it can be. I disagree 100%. I think it's a dance movie. Okay. Listen. Okay. Let me make my case. <laughs> so, there is music and dancing involved, yes. And to me, when a dance movie becomes a musical is when the the music numbers, the dance m- numbers become part of the emotional journey. Oh my story, God. <laughs> which I feel like in this case they do and so therefore it is embedded into the story and the body of the movie and therefore it is a musical bullshit because dance movies also involve the dance performances as part of the emotional beats of the story it's a dance movie anyway <laughs> <laughs> anyway okay um next point bring it on as a sports movie Mm. what are your thoughts on sports movies as a genre I honestly couldn't tell you what a sports movie is like I wouldn't I think if you like asked me to like lay out the like narrative beats of like a rom-com I could do it but I Mm. don't know what happens in a sports movie (laughs) hmm I I know in theory I have seen some sports movies I'm trying to think Mm -hmm. I know it's like. Do they like win the game at the end? What else could happen? No, what I was going to get to is I think, like, my understanding is usually yes, the whole thing is like, oh, there's this like sports people, they're doing sports and they're like the underdog and then like everything is going badly and then whoa, they won, whatever, (laughs) right? (laughs) However, Bring It On famously ends with them losing. Uh, Mm -hmm. And that's like a great moment that is never replicated again throughout the series, which I think is tragic. Um, But one thing I discovered is apparently Bring It On is not unique as a sports movie and having them lose because this also happens in Rocky. I didn't know that. I haven't seen Rocky. I knew that happened in Rocky, but I thought having them lose was... I wouldn't have assumed it would be like interesting to have them lose in a sports movie I guess I assumed in some sports movies sometimes Mm. they lost Mm -hmm. I don't know like I I said I haven't seen any of them well (laughs) anyway I just find it interesting that that was like shocking that they lost at the end I don't know I I I thought it was unexpected because I don't think that usually happens in sport movies despite whatever happened in Rocky um, and like I said, it never happens again throughout the series. Like we said, uh, like we'll say, uh, when we go through them, they all want to end in victory. And I think that's sad. I think it's very sad. Okay. What else? Uh, do, you, do we have any hot takes on the main, like, commentary of the first Bring It On movie? Oh, um, 
there is a, the discussion about the last performances, whether the Clover's performance was better or the Taurus performance, um, mm. which uh, I personally, like, I think it's a thing that people say, like, be, even though they lost, the Taurus had a better dance, which is, I can't argue that because one, I don't know anything about cheerleading. <laughs> um, so I can't tell who's doing a better job, but also I don't think that there's anything that the tours could do that could make me like them more than the Clovers. So it's irrelevant regardless. Cause I'm always mm-hmm. think the Clo- I'm going to always think the Clovers are better. Uh, I did want to get into like comparing their dance styles or whatever, but I also don't know what I'm talking about. So I don't know how to do that. I feel like there's an interesting, like, comparison one could make if one knew what they were talking about yeah yeah um i know actually i found out that all of the clovers apart from gabriel union were like a dance troupe in real life Mm, which is cool interesting so therefore they're gonna be better (laughs) (laughs) and that wasn't true of the Taurus. no i think they were more like actors with cheerleading experience Mm. yes um okay Anything else? Um, any hot takes on cultural appropriation? <laughs> no. Uh, oh, I, f- I found a quote in the oral history from Gabrielle Union where she talks about how the movie was perceived and how it is remembered in cultural memory and how, according to her, people remember her character as being much more of like a caricature and they reenact it in a caricature way, which is not how she played it. Um, And I didn't know this because I really like didn't grow up with this movie. I don't know how people talked about it, but it doesn't exactly surprise me either. Yeah. That sucks for her. That's sad. Okay, I think I think we can move on to the next one. Cool. The next one is Bring It On Again. Yes, I... My favorite one. (laughs) I would love to hear about why this is your favorite book, because I really think this is one of the worst. (laughs) Are you joking? Are you kidding? It's so boring to me. (laughs) What are you talking about? Okay, you introduce it. Okay, so in Bring It On Again, um, I know that they are now in college, not in high school. Um, and I know that Felicia Day from Supernatural is there. (laughs) She is. (laughs) And what the fuck else happens? There's like, there's different cheerleading groups, right? So there's like a cheerleading group in the, in the university, but then they form another one with like all the outcasts. And Felicia Day is like, uh, a ballet, a feminist, like ballet girl, whatever, (laughs) Uh, and so none of them are like really cheerleaders, but they form a cheerleading group anyway, right? Yes, that is right. Yeah. Okay. And I know there's like a gay guy who I was convinced was pretending to be gay. <laughs> what are you talking about? First of all, there's a gay guy who's in the theater, who's part <laughs> of the like misfit group. And then there's a bisexual guy on the like. Is he bi? He Wait, is bi. Which one? Bisexual representation, which is probably why I like this movie so much. I don't remember um, any bi people. The blonde guy who is like the main evil girl's best friend. There's literally a scene where he's at a party and he's he's and another guy are like talking right. about his okay. okay. And he no, brings okay. up a guy and then he's like, Yeah, I have to beat you up now. Yeah. Okay, no, this is okay, I'm gonna get cancelled for biphobia because this is the one I thought. <laughs> I thought he was gay and pretending to be gay. <laughs> because no listen let me explain 
there was a moment where this was a real cultural anxiety that existed, that there were these guys pretending to be gay all over the place. (laughs) And I was vindicated when later on in the Bring It On series, there was a movie in which a guy pretended to be gay. So (laughs) I was right. I just wasn't right about this particular guy. Okay, sure. Uh, Sorry to buy people. (laughs) You should apologize. Anyway, another very disturbing thing about this movie is that for some reason all the men are wearing blue button-ups that are too big for them. <laughs> I think that was just the fashion of the era. So horrifying. Um, <laughs> and also, Spencer from My Cardi was there, according to my notes. He was. He was. And also, oh yeah, the like love interest is a DJ, right? And this is seen as like not cool. Which mm-hmm. were DJs seen as particularly not cool? I think DJing is still seen as uncool. It's like a it's like a poor person job. Like it's mm. like flipping burgers at McDonald's. You know, I did not know that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So what's that's so great about this movie? <laughs> I can't tell you what it is. I just liked everything about it. I love the main character Whittier is such i i just liked her i liked how enthusiastic she was about cheerleading i really believed like even (laughs) when she got kicked out of the cheerleading team she literally physically couldn't stop herself from being a cheerleader i thought that was great Uh um i liked that like the the (laughs) moves that they added to their choreography was like it the thing that made them different as a team was because they were cheering for the other clubs and they were like taking moves from the karate club or whatever. I thought that was pretty cool. And I thought it was an <laughs> interesting, it was an interesting way to like give an actual reason to why this new group might be doing something more interesting than the more successful previous teams. Um, I just thought it was a great movie. I liked that she realized that she was being an asshole Um to her friends and her boyfriend and I also one thing I did really like was I don't think we see that many conversations between the love interest and the best friend and I liked Hmm. like their relationship in it even though it was just like an acquaintanceship I thought it was still cool to see them just interact um and I think it's a great movie (laughs) sure okay (laughs) Uh, the only thing that I really remember about this movie is I remember being kind of morbid, morbidly fascinated by its like failed attempts at humor. Like everything was like they made a joke and it was so unfunny that it almost looped around and became funny. It was so awkward. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's an accurate look at being a young adult and it's a very awkward oh, time in your life. Right, and right, right. The movie was trying to portray that that um, feeling. I see. Yeah. I see. Uh, okay. Oh, yes. Thank you for enlightening <laughs> me. Uh, so let's compare this to the first Bring It On movie. First difference, we've moved from high school to university. Uh, we no longer are talking about race or having any sort of social commentary, except unless you think uh, whatever they were doing with Felicia Day is social commentary. <laughs> I don't think it counts as social commentary. No. I think they were just portraying an annoying person. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> What are your thoughts on these changes? Um, I like that they said it in college. I think it's like, I think people who enjoyed Bring It On would have and also enjoyed Bring It On again. I think it's for like a slightly older group of people, but it's like kind of the same story, but it's like a little bit 
elevated because they're like in college and college is like cool and interesting is it elevated (laughs) (laughs) it's evolved it's Uh, different okay okay I do yeah. I do have to say it is kind of nice that it does try to change some things rather than replicate the same like the exact same formula from the first movie. Yeah. That's good in a sequel in theory. Okay. Breaking on again, it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are the one who thought it was one of the worst movies I... of all of them. So. <laughs> okay. That's not uh, that's unfair actually. They get really bad in a they minute. Um, <laughs> but it was kind of boring to me. The next one, however, is not boring. The next one is pretty iconic. <laughs> Bring it on, all or nothing. Would you like to introduce it? Um, okay, sure. Bring it all. Bring it on, all or nothing came out in two thousand six. It stars Hayden Panettiere and Solange Knowles. Yes, that's also. I did also not know she was sister. in this. <laughs> I, I remember I put this on. I put this on because Sufjan Stevens is always talking about it. <laughs> and I put it on, and Solange Knowles was there, and I was like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah, that is crazy. Uh, but yeah, go on. Also, Rihanna's there at some point. Rihanna is also in it. I think they stopped having, like, I think there was only, like, a couple of celebrities and they stopped having, like, celebrities be at the competition. Whatever. Anyway, (laughs) um, what happens? Um, It's about this girl, Hayden Panettiere's character, who is living her dream life. She's a cheerleader. She has lots of friends. She's popular. She's smart. Um, She's doing great and then her dad gets a new job loses his job and has to get a new job somewhere else so the whole family has to move and she has to go to a new school um where she tries it's like a school of like working class people and black people that's why Solange Knowles is there (laughs) and um she has to like be a white girl surrounded by black people and figure that out and be a rich person surrounded by poor people and figure that out and all of that stuff um what happens with the actual like cheer team um there's okay. like dancers yeah okay right, right, so right. their yeah. cheerleading team for some reason is looking for like male dancers and so she goes to these people who like dance in the parking lot and asks them to join um and then the whole thing is about whether or not they want to stay in the cheer squad and help them Wait, I feel like there's some stuff we're skipping over. First of all, when she's moving to her new school, she has to bury her pom-poms and swear to never cheer again. It's very dramatic. But then she cheer cheats on her ex- group uh by joining the cheer group in her new school anyway and then yeah yeah, a cheer slot that's right (laughs) (laughs) uh and then also there's a whole thing about crumping um yeah which they start to incorporate into their things but then the other like rich white people are are like this is violent um (laughs) (laughs) which is interestingly something that will come up in a later uh, bring it on movie where people act like dancing is somehow violence <laughs> we'll get to that yeah then then what yeah. happens they're like competing against each other right the old school and the new school oh they are oh yeah these I remember these are my least favorite like mean girls because I I did not like them um, but yes uh, they were competing against their old school and they win because apparently all of the sports movies have to win. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. 
That's all. Um, <laughs> yes, but this movie, I think we we're not selling it right. It's actually incredible. It's it's, it's not. It, it sucks. It's so it funny. Sucks. It's so funny. It's to not me. funny. It's it not is. funny. It's bad. <laughs> it's great, actually. Um, this one tries to replicate the discussion about race and class that happens in the first one in a different way by having, like, it's a different, like, cultural clash moment. Is mm-hmm. it doing it well? Perhaps not. However, Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> however, is it interesting the way it fails? <laughs> I would say also no. <laughs> okay, elaborate. Um, I I just think it was, like, what was I don't know if it added anything to the movie to try and have this like conversation about race because they kind of didn't say anything Hmm. at least I don't remember them saying anything it was kind of just jokes about white people being around black people which is not the same as having a discussion about race that's true yeah uh I think this to me is interesting because I've noticed through quite a few of these movies the white cheerleaders always have one Asian girl right Mm-hmm. And I feel like this is the only movie that perhaps tries to, okay, this might be a straight, but tries to interrogate what that means. Does it? In, in as much as this movie interrogates anything. Sure. And what are you referring to? <laughs> there's like, so there, there's a, uh, there's one Asian girl in this one who's in the group of white girls and is like grouped together with the white people as like conditionally white until she isn't. And mm. then she and the white girl who has moved to the new school have like a bonding moment about it or something yes it's i think it's trying to do something cool um (laughs) yeah rihanna's there (laughs) rihanna's there and she looked great honestly i was so happy to see her uh okay bring it on in it to win it well that was a movie (laughs) this is the one with hannah from pretty little liars oh it is Ashley Benson. Yes. I really did not like this one. <laughs> it's very bad. It's very, very bad. Um, yeah. Oh, this is the West Side Story one. The yes. Jackson, the except, yeah, yeah, yeah. except it's only West Side Story for like a minute and then they get yes. bored with it. <laughs> uh, I think they just thought of those like che- like names for the cheerleading groups and were like, this is genius. Let's not build on this anymore. <laughs> yeah. So there's like East versus West Coast. Uh, I don't remember which is which. And then there's also a, um, a discussion going on about traditional cheerleading versus mu- music video choreography inspired cheerleading, I suppose. Sure. Uh, do they say anything about it in the end? I don't, I don't know. Um, it does lead to the iconic, perhaps, line, I cannot have an interturational relationship. <laughs> That was this movie's discussion on race. What do you think about that? Um, well, <laughs> and the oh, oh okay, the the Jets captain's hair and makeup is like very, very of its time, mm. and it was driving yeah. me crazy. It was distracting me. I didn't like it. Was it was really, really terrible. Uh, yes. Uh, anyway, then they 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 forget that they're about West Side Story. They get bored in it, bored with it. They merge and they call themselves the Shets. <laughs> and then they win the competition as the Shets, which I think there should be some rules against that. Because what what are you talking about? Anyway, this movie is very interesting because this is the one in which we have the guy who's pretending to be gay. <laughs> 
which was, I repeat, a real cultural anxiety that existed at the time. I remember it well. But yeah, he's like, yeah, I started pretending to be gay because you would all get changed in front of me or whatever. And everyone's like, ha ha ha, okay. And then they're still friends with him after that. (laughs) And he's been in this cheer group for like years. And also, I think the first time I noticed that like character speak was like halfway through the movie. I was like, it was so shocking to me. His whole like, the pretending to be gay thing is a lot like his mannerisms everything i hate it i was genuinely shocked Mm -hmm. i did not like that guy no uh very disturbing anyway this (laughs) one also has a goth cheerleader (laughs) (laughs) however goth it might be a bit of a stretch the her Mm -hmm. her fashion sense is very like you know in like 2008 they would sell like t-shirts with like ugly skull prints in mm, primark I think it's scene. So yeah maybe, that might be that might be um, what it is it's very ugly it. yes yeah. uh but also she wears vampire fangs which is very <laughs> iconic that was kind of iconic i do kind of want to be her i mean she was my favorite character yeah cool. uh what did do you, you feel represented at I least did. by the goth characters I did, the yes. gay character was fake <laughs> exactly i was like okay there is space for me in this movie <laughs> Uh, yeah what do you think of her whole backstory which we find out is so at first we are led to believe that she has been blackmailed into being a cheerleader because she wants to get money to buy a car and then we Mm -hmm. find out that she secretly loves cheerleading because she thinks it is like somehow evil and twisted to root for you to win and the others to lose which is just every sport which is just a bizarre yeah. I, yeah thing to say but what what are your thoughts <laughs> that is evil in the way children think things are evil <laughs> but uh yeah sure um I wish she had more of an interesting reason I mean I wish she had more of an interesting backstory but I think it's very realistic for a, a goth child to just lie or like try to rationalize why they enjoy doing something so mm-hmm. clearly mm-hmm. against their beliefs and character um which is sad that she had to do that but she tried so i really think they should have tried to incorporate goth elements into their cheerleading in some Mm way uh like yeah remember which was the team that came out like in the robes i remember that happening but i don't remember what movie that was (laughs) yeah the start of their routine they came down and like (sighs) Was that was that in the hashtag worldwide one? No. No? I don't think it was. Never mind. Anyway, I don't know, but I'm thinking of Riverdale and how the cheerleaders (laughs) have like a funeral specific cheerleading attire. Of course, yeah. I think the goth girl from this movie would appreciate that. I think it's so funny that River not to talk about Riverdale, but the whole like <laughs> teammates wearing the jerseys to the funeral. They don't have like funeral versions of their jerseys. <laughs> it's just their jersey because the person who died was on the team. Like UI, there's no scenario in which you need a funeral cheerleading outfit. But Yes, there counts. is. There, so. is. <laughs> there are many scenarios in which you need that. Sure. Uh, But anyway, I think that's all I have to say about this fucking movie. I blacked out for most of it, I think. It was not great. It was not good. Uh, So, which brings us to Fight to the Finish. 
Oh, this is one that also talks about race, kind of. Kind um, of. Latina representation. Love that. Uh, okay, wait. Before you say anything. So this <laughs> starts out being in East LA and she moves to Malibu, right? That, that's like the main story. Whenever she is in East LA, because she's Latina, everything is sepia. It's like... <laughs> And then when she goes to Malibu, everything is, like, normally color graded. <laughs> well, how else will they know that they're not in a normal place like Malibu? <laughs> it was driving me insane. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, go on. Yeah, Crystal, Christina Millian stars in this. And also for people who watched Teen Wolf and whose brains are broken, Holland Roden plays her stepsister, which I thought was great. I had a great time with that. Yeah, the plot of this movie. So Catalina, Lena, um, she has to, it's kind of like the third one or the second one. She has to leave her cheerleading group and her school and her town um, because of her parents. Her mom marries this white guy and they go live in their mansion with him and his daughter. Um, and she uh, goes to the, her new school and she finds out that um, the cheerleading team for the school had, they did have like the last, they did have like a girl who was like a super good cheerleader, but she got upset because she wasn't picked as head cheerleader. So mm -hmm. she left and started her own troop and they're like the cheerleaders of like the area, the national competition, whatever. And their school cheerleading team has kind of fallen to the wayside since she left. Um, so now Lena is there and Sky, her stepsister asks her to join the cheerleading, te cheerleading team. Um, Cause they don't, they kind of suck now um, and she has to be convinced because again she doesn't want to be a cheer slut and cheat <laughs> on her whole team um, but eventually she agrees um, and she also brings like her two best friends from her old school to like they come stay with her in the house and they join the new cheerleading club that was help. like what yeah. was up with that? <laughs> <laughs> and there was two of them it happened twice they're just like <laughs> just children showing up at this guy's house and being like i live here now and then and also he has to, he like gets them into the school because there's a way yeah. so he has to pull strings uh which leads to the line they're illegal cheer migrants <laughs> brilliant so yes eventually i mean some other stuff happens but eventually this like the evil cheerleading troop find out that um they're these are illegal cheer recruits. And so they get them sent home. Um, but then what happens? They like make a new cheerleading team that isn't the school team. Uh -huh. Who do they get? They get like random people and they make uh -huh. the dream team. I don't remember. Yeah, they like they go back to, I think they go back to East LA where everything is Sapia and they like grab Yeah, they get people. some people. Yeah, yeah, some like dance, they're like boxers or dancers or something from East LA um, to merge with the school team and make a dream team. And they go to the competition and they beat the evil right. cheerleading. Right, right, right. Yes. Uh, you mentioned that this one is also trying to talk about race. What was interesting to me is... From what I remember, they're like the like racist cheerleading group isn't that white. I'm like, isn't one of the main mean girls black? Yeah, one of the second, <laughs> the like number two mean girl is a black girl. 
uh, but they're racist funny. towards Latinos specifically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Interesting commentary. Um, yeah. Is there anything <laughs> else to say about this movie? <laughs> no. Um. Literally, I only have two points on this movie. That's how mm-hmm. uninteresting I found it. <laughs> but um, I did want to mention that, like, the relationship between uh, Christina Milian and Tom Roden, the, like, new sibling relationship, was the most interesting part of the movie for me. Like, I think a lot of the cheer competition and the actual, like, dancing and stuff, I was not interested. But when they were talking about, like, the relationship between those two and her and her friends, I was like... That's actually when the movie was good. The rest of the time it was terrible. <laughs> I, I think I slept through most of this. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Then we um, have worldwide hashtag what's it called? Worldwide hashtag world some what what I think what it's it bring it on worldwide. Bring it on hashtag hashtag worldwide. Bring it on Worldwide hashtag, hashtag Cheersmack. Mm. Which is too complicated a title, first of all. <laughs> also by far easily the worst movie it's so fucking bad it's like one of those like not everyone will get what I'm talking about but it's like an awesomeness tv like one of those like Wattpad productions like (laughs) movies that they like put on youtube like it just sucks so bad uh this whole thing was a fever dream I like I don't yeah. know. It's so weird. Uh, so this is a movie that's very interested in the internet, social media, <laughs> celebrity, perhaps even cancel culture. <laughs> I guess, sure, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, There. so there's this girl, she's part of a cheerleading team. So these ones are like adults, right? They're not, like, they're like professional cheerleaders? I honestly don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's what it was. Uh, okay. So this is like her job. We've moved past the university level, um, and she's like number one in the world. However, a challenger appears and like challenges her to a dance battle, which is what I was getting to earlier. We're coming back to like dancing as violence. Um, <laughs> is that- yes no it's not dancing as violent no no it's not but this movie thinks it is (laughs) like first of all she's like so upset about people challenging them when like isn't the whole point to compete but she's like how dare they do this to us we're (laughs) under attack uh there's also like an actual dance battle on the street where people are like get in trouble because it's violence and wrong (laughs) Um, yes. Uh, the guy from dance, that guy from Dance Academy is here. He's the love interest. You know that I guy? Did not, I, d- I don't know. Well, he's he's in some stuff. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and he's in this. Um, yes. F- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think this movie sucked. It's so bad. There was a lot about it. Okay. I guess I'll just start talking about the things I hate. Yes. The cheer goddess. What was that about? The whole situation was so strange. I don't know. I'm surprised. I guess I'm not surprised, but I'm 
I don't know if it's true that they're meant to be adults because they all look really young. And when I was mm. watching the movie, I was like, why is this grown woman just talking, like FaceTiming with random teenagers all over <laughs> the world? Like, what's going on? And why could they just talk? Like, why was she so accessible to them? Like, she had, yeah. like, calls with her multiple times. This is meant to be, like, the most important cheerleader on the planet. It was strange. A weird situation. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did you hate about this movie? I hated her love interest. I think it's it's indicative of how we can't make Bring It On in this day and age because for some reason he was mean to her. And I don't understand why the love interest is mean to the main character. Why would you, like, I feel like that's something that happens in a lot of these, like, kind of low budget movies that are made like nowadays where the romance is so weird and like toxic I don't know why it keeps happening Hmm. I don't understand why they would like each other and all of the other bring it on movies even if I didn't like them like male love interest I understood why like she liked him but I didn't understand why this character would like that guy he sucked and he was mean to her so Mm -hmm, mm-hmm mm-hmm also yes the whole thing with her love interest right is that she is a person who is obsessed with the internet and thinks it's the most important thing ever and he's like no phones are bad you need to disconnect and they're both so like these people do not exist these are not real (laughs) conversations that are happening in the world it's not reality and it's also not saying anything interesting. Like, if yeah. you exaggerate to, like, make a point, I get it. But with these movies exaggerate, like, how people are about technology. And their whole point is, oh, technology is bad. Like, okay, we've heard that before. <laughs> Say something like, interesting. Yeah. Um. Anyway, she also... So all of these movies have a thing where they try to, like, heighten teen language or whatever and they try to like play around with language to be funny some more successfully than others Um, the least successful is this one because all they're doing is saying hashtag and like doing cheer putting the word cheer in front of other words it's not anything like actually interesting uh and she also claims that she feminizes language to give them strength at one point uh which leads me to Okay, I don't remember why exactly I wrote this down, but according to my notes, this movie argues that reverse sexism is real. Uh, do you remember what I was talking about? No. <laughs> <laughs> I trust but my past self. I'm sure that's true. Whatever. I there were some about. weird conversations about sexism, so maybe they did say that. And I, I just think I think that notice. was yeah. I think there was something going on with the love interest where he was like, "You're too mean to men," and then in the end, she's like, "You're right." <laughs> She wasn't mean enough to men, in my opinion. But um, yeah, the like teen language was it. It didn't work, and I don't know. Like, is that just a lost art or something? Why can't people yeah, do it anymore? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It used to be a huge thing in teen movies back in the day, and I think a lot of them were very good at it. Like the original teen movies, like Mean Girls or like Clueless or yeah. whatever. But nowadays, it is bad. They just like they just copy things from like TikTok mm-hmm. awkwardly, unconvincingly um yes not not good um (laughs) uh anyway and this is a movie where i really really feel like the whole point of the movie was that she would then lose right replicating the moment from the original bring it on except she wins yeah which doesn't make sense i mean of 
that's a sports movie. Also, <laughs> we didn't actually mention in every Bring It On movie except this one, it opens with a dream. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Except this one and the next one. There's another one? You didn't watch the last? Oh, my God, you missed the best one. (laughs) I thought Worldwide was the last one. No, no. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay, Okay, well, all of the other ones have a dream sequence, and then this one just doesn't... Like, it's not even that they don't do it, which I would forgive them more for. They do it randomly in the middle of the movie. Like, Mm -hmm. in all the other movies, it's like it does a lot of exposition exposition it tells right. you about the who they are who their friends are how much who their anxieties like. are like yeah yeah exactly yeah. it tells you a lot about the characters but then they choose not to do it at the beginning so we don't get that exposition and then they just throw it in randomly because it's a bring it on movie i guess mm-hmm. yes uh yeah overall this is a fucking demonic movie <laughs> to torture people um and anyway then it ends and this is when we have like cheerleaders from all over the world or whatever which i'm sure was very nice for them to be like sure. given the spotlight uh in this That's terrible good. fucking movie <laughs> yeah yeah okay anything else about this one before I tell you about the best one in the series that you haven't seen. I mean, apparently, I have a new Bring It On movie to watch today, so oh, I can't be that upset. Oh, my God. <laughs> the next one. After watching, after watching, like, Worldwide, Fight to the Finish, and it to win it, the next one is, like, a fucking masterpiece. It's, okay. a, it's a breath of fresh air. It's generally, mm. it's like, like, okay, is it good? No, but... <laughs> <laughs> So all the things you said before now were just bullshit. No, okay. it's like, it's good though. Uh, so the next <laughs> one is called Cheer or Die. And it does the, it makes the incredible move to make a bring it on horror movie, a bring it on slasher movie. It's fucking genius. That is literally what I've been waiting for this whole time. There's yeah. even, I think there's even like a lead up to that because doesn't In It To Win It start with like a nightmare sequence? It's like, yeah. yeah. And I was like, what if they just went with it and made it's, it a slasher movie? It's the logical next step. Yeah. Uh, yes. And this movie is a fucking masterpiece. Uh, <laughs> it is also, oh, by the way, this is the only Bring It On movie directed by a woman, apparently. Uh, what's her name? I, wow. don't, I don't have it open. Um, directed by Karen Lam. Karen Lam. There you go. Um, yes. Uh, so this one does not start with a dream sequence, but I think it kind of has a reason not to do so. It makes some sense because it starts with a flashback because this whole movie is about trauma and about <laughs> cycles of abuse. Wow. <laughs> about the past repeating itself and having a hold on the present. So it starts with a flashback in which there is a cheer competition and one cheerleader has a tragic accident and dies, except it wasn't an accident. Uh, which leads me to like think, why does this not happen more in cheerleading movies? Because cheerleading is apparently very dangerous, all of these stunts. Mm-hmm. And cheerleaders are, are, te- are mostly teenage girls who are famously very vicious and emotional <laughs> creatures who are out to get each other. Why do they not kill each other more during cheer tournaments? That is a great question. Um, yeah. So this is the beginning of cheer or die. Then we move to the present. Uh, Polly Cooper from Riverdale is there. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> Uh, we meet uh, a group of cheerleaders 
who are being tormented by their principal because they are not allowed to do stunts because stunts are very dangerous, as we know from the opening sequence. But they are not happy because they're like, all we're doing is like, I think they say all we're doing is like Zumba routines. It's very boring. We want to like mm. show off that we're athletes or whatever, which I think is the main debate of this movie. Should cheerleaders be doing these stunts? Is it too dangerous and not worth it? Or are they not being taken seriously as athletes by not being allowed to do these things? Uh, any any thoughts? <laughs> I think cheerleaders should be able to do whatever they want, especially um, murder. Especially murder, of course. Um, but also, I do think, like, yeah, I think gymnastics has always been a part of cheerleading, and to be like, it's dangerous that so you can't do it. It's not really fair because football is also dangerous, and the point of cheerleading is to cheer on football players. This is a point that they themselves make that are like the other athletes who are taken seriously as athletes injure themselves all the time, and that's like part of the sport. Um, anyway, so they decide that they are going to do stunts secretly, and they're going to rehearse these stunts, but they can't do it on school grounds because they've been forbidden from doing it on school grounds. So some one of them comes up with the new genius idea. What if we go to the old school which was shot down because of i don't remember why it was like a danger a health hazard or something so it's just been abandoned so they're like okay uh they need to like rent a bus to get there because it's america and you can't walk anywhere it's like fucking <laughs> hellscape uh so they go there by bus then the bus driver is like okay i'm gonna leave you here overnight it was halloween by the way it's halloween. <laughs> oh, of course i'm gonna i'm gonna leave you here overnight to practice i'll come back at 5 a.m to pick you up then the, the all the cheerleaders decide to concentrate on cheerleading so they put all of their phones they turn them off they put them in the bag away so they can't use them which if you are a bring it on um, aficionado and someone who's been paying attention and someone who can think and connect the dots, you will realize that this movie is actively subverting the message of the last movie hashtag worldwide whatever <laughs> by it's like that movie was so blatantly anti-phone that this movie is questioning this mm-hmm, because sure. it's, it's genius. Anyway right. um, because this is a horror movie that of course is a bad move um <laughs> Then, yeah, one by one, the cheerleaders start meeting a terrible fate. They start mm-hmm. being murdered. Um, the, which brings me to like the main problem with this movie, the reason why it will not be remembered as a masterpiece, the only reason, is that they're not allowed to have any gore for some reason, uh, which is just very silly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> How do they? So how do they show people getting killed? There are some moments where it is kind of like they work around it. Like a lot of great art is made under limitations. So there's like one scene. <laughs> there's one scene where they have like a paper guillotine thing, and somebody's like hand gets put into it, and you see it coming down, but you don't see it cutting the fingers or whatever. So it like cuts blah blah blah. And there's another like there's some there's some very imaginative kills. Someone gets strangled with with a blood pressure sensor. <laughs> <laughs> which is okay. which is incredible however mm-hmm. then there are moments where i just can't i just can't suspend my disbelief like this girl is found dead right and she has a tiny cut on her forehead there's no blood <laughs> and they're like oh my god she's dead like she's fine there's nothing wrong with this girl That's um, internal bleeding obviously <laughs> clearly right um <laughs> 
Yes, then, oh, there's also, I think, a Saw reference where someone is in the bathroom <laughs> and gets her foot stuck in a bear trap. Um, I think the next one should go full on and be a Saw movie <laughs> that is also a Bring It On movie crossover. Yeah, bring back, bring back crossover movies just to do that. Yes. Um, yeah, then oh, some guy, guys break into the, break into the uh, school because... What the fuck is going on? I don't remember. <laughs> They're like, there's a guy who's been dating the main cheerleader, but then she found out that he cheated on her or some on her, on her or something. But then he's like trying to get her back. It's the it's the least interesting part of the movie. Doesn't matter anyway. Everyone's getting killed. Blah blah blah. So we find out eventually who the killers are, which is so like there's these twin girls who have uh, who. At the beginning of the movie, one of them has joined the squad and the other one hasn't. And when they're asked, like, why why didn't you both do it when the other one also wanted to? They're like, oh, well, we're twins. We're always together. We need to learn to be apart. And they're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Anyway, they're the killers. Um, and one of them is in the squad. One of them is out of the squad so that they can work better that way together to kill everyone. Um, and we find out their reason is... The girl who was ki- uh, killed in the opening of the movie was the main, like, the head cheerleader's mother. Sorry, no, the head cheerleader... The girl who was killed at the beginning of the movie was the sister of the now principal of the school. And she was killed by the main cheerle- current main cheerleader's mother, right? So the okay. principal of the school, horrified by her sister being dead... Uh, decides that she needs to train her children from birth to be killing machines so she can then make them kill the new cheerleaders and take revenge on Mm -hmm. this woman by killing her daughter. Right? Okay. And since birth, they've been going on, like, camping trips, which actually were, like, survivalist camps (laughs) to, like, know how to kill people and be killing machines. Uh, Yes. Anyway... Unfortunately, even though they are pretty iconic and I love them, uh, they do not succeed at killing everybody. There's like a group of kids who, uh, by the power of friendship, get away. <laughs> there's like a, there's like a pyramid stunt, whatever that they've been training to do. And there's and one of them, the head cheerleader, is actually afraid of heights, so she can never be on top. There's a moment where they like they need to get over a wall to escape, so they're like, <laughs> we have to do this jump pyramid thing, and and you're the only one who can go up. And she's like, oh no, but she does it, and they can escape. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Yay! Um. Yes. Anyway, this movie is clearly. I mean, when you think about it. There's so many cheerleading stories in movies, and I assume in real life, where women are like living vicariously through their daughters, forcing them to be cheerleaders, forcing them to be what they couldn't be. This is that, except this time she's <laughs> training them to be murderers. <laughs> They're being shaped from birth to fit their mother's expectation. It's the cycle of abuse and trauma. <laughs> yeah, I guess you could argue that if you wanted to. <laughs> Um, oh, there's also lesbians in this movie, which Yay. brings me to the evolution of lesbians throughout the Bring It On series. Uh, <laughs> do you have any thoughts? From no lesbian? I mean, actually, there were lesbians in Bring It On worldwide, and they existed yes. for one joke, and then they were never mentioned again. <laughs> yes, and the joke is that they are like like the straight guy cheerleaders. And yeah, the joke is predatory. That like, yeah. <laughs> 
So going from that to, I guess, in this movie, are they just existing or what? Yeah, happened? like two two of the girls who survive are like, there's like a moment where they're like, oh, I've always thought you're hot or whatever. And they kiss uh, and nice. then they survive. It's cool. it's, it's fine. Um, yeah, but they're not, they're there and they are not predatory. <laughs> Happy for them. Cool. Um <laughs> Anyway, this movie is also a comedic masterpiece, I think, personally. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, and you know, I think people throw around this word without knowing what it means, but I really do think it's a camp classic. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it yet, so next episode we will do an, an author's note at the end about <laughs> whether or not I completely disagree with you. Or. Uh, but anyway, so that's the Bring It On series. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, what do we think about how it has evolved over time? Um, I don't think they've done uh, a movie as good as the first one. I think they got mm. very close with the second one. Um, <laughs> honestly, they did, and I'm. I think that's going to be like the thing that I tell people about me that I think the second Bring It On movie is better than the first one, but. I had a great time. Uh, I think they should make more of them. We should keep making I some. Do, I agree. I agree. So that brings me to what are our suggestions for future Bring It On <laughs> movies? Hmm. Well, they did just do a slasher one. Do we want to do another horror? You know, I think that is one move they could make is to just commit to now being a horror series. Uh, because like it is like cheerleaders and cheer competitions and like the competitiveness and the teenage girlness of it all is like the perfect environment for us. Yeah, there's movie. and there's like there's so much t- that they haven't tapped into yet because there's just so much to explore within that realm. Um, yeah. I, but I think they really need to like actually show some gore next time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they also really need to commit to actually being a musical, personally. It's not a musical. It was never a musical. <laughs> it could be, though. Oh, which brings me to, you know, there is a Bring It On musical. I did not know that. Uh, and it is written by Limor and Miranda. <laughs> no, it's not. And I listened to it. Is it at? What are you talking about? Yes, I'm not. I'm not inventing this. It's on you Spotify. Ma- you made this up just now and you just put on Spotify (laughs) (laughs) I recorded it I wrote it I sang all the parts there really is a bring it on musical and it was written by Tom Kitt and Lin-Manuel Miranda cool um what's okay so I listened to this musical what's interesting is that it says it is loosely based on the bring it on film however if you actually look at the plot it is clearly based on not bring it on but on bring it on all or nothing wow crazy because bring it on all or nothing is iconic and lives on Um, anyway, it's like, it's very Lin-Manuel Winanda. I kept listening to it and I was like, oh, I know this guy. <laughs> um, it wasn't, it wasn't bad per se, but I didn't finish it. Mm. Speaking of Bring It On All or Nothing, I did want to mention that the viral, viral clips that go around of Hayden Pangier, like dancing, that people love to make fun of on Twitter, I feel like we all owe an apology because within the context of the movie, it does make sense. <laughs> it does look ridiculous, but I think at least with like Hollywood um, movie making magic and whatever, 
it's so kind the dance is kind of supposed to look like that at least so mm-hmm. she's just a good actress she's doing her yeah. job sure <laughs> uh anyway so should they pivot to being a horror series is the question i do think so i think mm-hmm. more slasher movies because it makes sense and we mm-hmm. have a lot that's a i feel like we've done rom-com i feel like apparently we're not very good at doing rom-com anymore mm-hmm. so we can make a pretty good slasher movie for bringing on i think Mm -hmm. Uh, another thing i wanted to mention with regards to possible sequels is according to that oral history i read the original bring it on script was like a three-hour godfather-like epic and (laughs) i would like to see it (laughs) me too absolutely I do. I think they need to go crazier and crazier and they need to like do a Jason X sequel where they go to space. <laughs> yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. That'll, be, that'll be in the year 3000. Yeah. That, that's that. <laughs> the Ring of movie that comes out that year. They'll go to space. Yes. Uh, okay. I think this is a good way to end. However, do we want to do our, our official ranking? Oh, okay. Well... I haven't seen Bring It On Cheer or Die, so I guess I'll just do the other ones. But number one, Bring It On Again. <laughs> number two, Bring It On. Number three, Bring It On, Fight to the Finish. And then All or Nothing is a close number four. And then it's Bring It On, In It to Win It, and Bring It On Worldwide. Last. And three spaces below. Okay, I think I think mine is pretty close to yours, actually. So mine would be, the first one would be Bring It On. The second mm. one would be Cheer or Die. Then, <laughs> okay. for me, the second one would be All or Nothing. Then I think I'm going to say Bring It On again. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And then I'm going to say, yeah, I agree. Fight to the finish, then In It to Win It, then Worldwide. Okay, interesting. I still think Bring It On, All or Nothing wasn't that good, but... That's up to you. (laughs) Whatever. I'm sorry, like, the I am speak alone is so fucking funny to me. (laughs) No, I couldn't find it funny. It was too painful. I hate it. (laughs) Nostalgic. Anyway. Mm. Um, Okay. Please let us know your thoughts on the series, your ranking, uh, your suggestions for sequels. Yes. Um, so thank you for listening, everyone. If you'd like to support us monetarily, how would they do that? So they can do that on Patreon, patreon.com slash Sam and Casey. And you have different tiers and different um, things that you can get from them. Mm -hmm. Like being able to fight us. Um, If they would like transcripts and show notes and all that other stuff. They can find all of that on our website, samandcaseysmovieclub.wordpress.com. And if they would like to get in contact with us. You can send us all of your rankings and hot takes uh, to our email, (laughs) samandcaseysmovieclub at gmail.com. We also have an official podcast Twitter account, as long as Twitter exists, at (laughs) samandcaseypod. I'm on Twitter at Casey Nosta. I do. I technically am on Twitter at Cosmic Jellies. I do not check it. However, you could message me and maybe one day I will see it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why they would message your Twitter account of all the places that you could actually get in contact with us. But anyway. You could. (laughs) um, (laughs) If they would like to give us a rating and leave a review. They can do that on iTunes, on Spotify, on Google, I believe. Please feel free to rate us one or zero stars, whatever you can. (laughs) We will take it as the compliment it is. (laughs) 
it's camp to get zero stars. Exactly. Um, thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye.